Hello and welcome to this sermon podcast. This is entitled The Costly and Exciting Life of Following Jesus. May you be encouraged and inspired to give it all you've got and live life to the full. For those who are, uh, have a keen eye, I've, I've got rid of my step because everyone's a bit closer. So there we are. Today, I would like to talk to you about the costly and exciting life of following Jesus. It's great that we have a saviour, isn't it? That died and rose again. It's great that he is with us by his spirit. And he's with us in the tough times and the good times. But in this passage today, I want to emphasise that it is exciting, but it is also costly in following Jesus. When we talk to our children, it's great. When I talk to those who are getting confirmed, it's brilliant. When I even talk to the priests and deacons who got uh, ordained over the weekend past, it's great. But for us who are on the ground at the coalface of following Jesus in the real world, all of us here know that it can be costly at times. Jesus in the passage today was talking to a lawyer, talking to someone who knew the scriptures inside and out. And he wanted to, in front of his friends and in front of those who were around Jesus, to be justified, to be seen as someone who was doing the right thing. He was a good Jew. He was loving those um, that he thought he should love. He was loving God. But Jesus told him to follow Jesus. You've got to do more than your own comfort zone uh, dictates. You've got to be like the Good Samaritan. You see, the first part of the story that Jesus was sharing is of this man was walking to Jericho. It was a very tough and a very dangerous path to take. And these bandits took all the things that were worth anything from this man. Everything was taken, his dignity, his money, everything for dead. And the first person that came along, try and think of yourself as that person, was a priest. This priest saw this dead, nearly dead man on the side of the road. And he realised, I cannot go over and help him because my reputation will be tarnished. I would look a fool. I would look out of place if I went and helped that person. Following Jesus means that we need to allow our ego to not take the, the, the main place in our lives. It's very hard. Our ego is like the weeds that come up in my garden. I thought it, they were killed off, but it comes back again. A year ago, or two years ago, I was inducted in a church in St Albans as this team rector. And there was bishops, archdeacons, lots of dignitaries were there. 
And everyone said, wow, isn't it lovely that you're this team rector of this lovely, very affluent area. Lots of £250,000 parish share and no problems. We'll all sort that out. But then my wife, her curacy was cut. And so the diocese said, well, you're going to have to look somewhere else. Yes, it's not the same as helping a dead person in the street. Because most of us here would call an ambulance to help someone. But sometimes God gives you opportunities to allow you to follow Jesus through the narrow path. Do I keep hold of my reputation like this priest? Or do I help my wife? I knew what I had to do. I had to give up all the paraphernalia, the, the reputation as such. But this is how God meets you on the journey. He meets you as you walk along and live in faith. He's waiting for us to step out in faith. I didn't know that when we moved up here that we was moving to Fenham. We was just found a place in Fenham. I didn't realise that God was going to give me this brilliant job up here. It was as if it was waiting for me. For six months I was unemployed. But all the time I knew that I had to take the narrow path. Even though thoughts were in my head. Oh, you are being foolish. Why did you give all this up? And I heard the senior leader saying to me, you probably might have made a mistake. Are you really listening to God? Following Jesus means sometimes life looks messier than we would like. I'm inspired by people in our congregation who have lived that narrow path who have given up their reputation to follow Jesus. I am inspired by people such as I met a man the other day called David Ford. He's a Cambridge professor and he is a church warden. And he also helps those with um, learning disabilities in Cambridge. Following Jesus means that we have to die to self on a daily basis. It means sometimes to do the embarrassing things, to, to do things that we sometimes feel are below us. But yes, it's exciting following Jesus, but remember, our Jesus died on a cross and he rose again for us. So let us continue following him, even though our ego may take a hit now and again. The second reason why it's costly to follow Jesus in this passage is we see the second person come along. We saw the priest come along. He had to either help the person or uh, help his ego by being, being kept pure. The second person came along was a deacon or a member of the PCC or someone who is of a high standing in society. He realised, if I went along, my rules will be um, shaken, my rules would be broken. I can't touch a dead person, says the Jewish rules. I can't help someone who is, might not be a Jewish person. We sometimes look at other people and think, I can't help them because they aren't like me. 
I don't want to talk to those people that come to church because they're a new baptism family and they're a bit louder than normal. I don't want to talk to them because they don't sing the way I sing. Jesus is saying in this passage, if we are going to follow him, it's going to cost. I love being at this church and I know that we are on a journey. We're on a journey to growth and flourishing. And there's been times when we've had to forgive and we've had to love and care, even when it hurts. This deacon who had a choice, do I allow my rules, my traditions to be broken to help? Or do I keep those traditions? Is a choice that we have to make on a regular basis. I'm aware this church and every church in this country is in a position at the moment where we have to make some changes if we want to see the church grow. Not to get rid of tradition, but to help the young find a place in the church. And that means we need to adopt forgiveness again and again. Do you know, my friend, a professor called R.T. Kendall, he once said, I thought forgiveness meant I just need to forgive maybe three times, four times, five times. But I realised I've got to forgive every day. It's a life sentence following Jesus. We was here on Thursday, and I, hopefully I'm not embarrassing Raymond by saying this. But Raymond was in our church, our oldest member of our church, our oldest male member, shall I say. We have a, a female um, member, slightly older than you, Raymond. But he said this wonderful comment, and I say this because of his authority as the eldest man in the church. He says, the first Sunday of the month may not be my favourite service, but I come to support because this is my church. And I love that. The second Sunday may not be your favourite Sunday of the, uh, of the month, but this is your church. Or the third, or the fourth, or the fifth. This is your church. And to live the costly walk with Jesus, like Raymond, we've got to show tolerance, forgiveness, and not be like the deacon who looks at certain people and says, there's no way I'm going to help them. Our ego needs to bow down to Jesus. Our religious rules need to have its place in following Jesus. Don't forget, there's health benefits in all this. You, you feel better, there's a freedom, there's a lightness. If you let go of those shackles of, of hate, regret and so forth. I've been here long enough now where I realise, even though I think everyone loves me as the vicar, I am not naive to know that a few don't. <laughs> it's not you, Bex, is it, Derek? <laughs> but nonetheless, I take a leaf out of St Paul's book, as we heard from Colossians, and to keep focusing on Jesus like a runner. Don't worry about the naysayers who grumble about you or the church or about society. Don't give them your thoughts. Keep Jesus central. It is so costly. It really is. It's so hard. 
I'm a, I'm a priest at the Church of England, and you would have thought, standing here, you would have had it all together. And I want to tell you, it is so costly, but so worth it. Remembering Jesus died and rose again and gives us every day. The final thing that following Jesus from this passage, and I've left the hardest to last, is our secret life. Our secret life. The life that we lead at 11 o'clock at night, or the life we lead when no one else is around. Jesus says, I want you to bring that to me. The Samaritan, he went the extra mile. We've heard the story many times in junior church, where we've read the Bible and so forth. But the thing I want to draw out from today, from this passage about the Samaritan, was that he wasn't looking for a reputation. He wasn't looking for a, an MBE or, or looking good. He just said, give this person what they need. And when I come back, it didn't say how long he was going to be away. When I come back, and this man would have been cleaned and healed and ready to go, I will pay whatever is due. Friends, in this church, I love so many acts of kindness, and I can't list them all, but I just want to list one group in particular, and it's the toddler group. The toddler group, the people there, they come in early in the morning, they set it all up, they serve the mums and the dads and the children. They go, they go and clear up and put everything back again. And I just think that is such an amazing thing, going the extra mile. Friends, we all love a grumble. We are English after all, and uh, that's okay. But I want us to think, how can we be like the Good Samaritan in this church? Going the extra mile, the secret life. Speaking to, uh, as I keep mentioning, the baptism families. Putting into practice what we hear on a Sunday, not ignoring it all in, and going back to what we're going before. Living before Jesus, the audience of one. He sees everything we do. Yes, I know we don't, we rather we not see everything we do, but he's okay with that. He's gone. But he loves us. And he says, keep living for me. You know, all my heroes of faith, none of them are politicians. None of them are celebrities. They're people who have gone the extra mile, like Mother Teresa, or Martin Luther King, or Corrie Ten Boom, or Paul in the Bible, or Mary, or a man called Arthur Blessed, great Christian surname. Arthur Blessed, he carried a cross all the way around the world. They didn't do any of this for themselves, they did it for others. I just want to end with this story here. Why do we not do this? Why do, we, why do we allow our ego to, to take its place? Why do we allow uh, our reputation to get in front of other people? Why do we allow our secret lives just to be, carry on the way it is? I was just reflecting, maybe it's to do with confidence. I, uh, I was ice skating yesterday. I'm coming into land with this. I don't normally go ice skating at, in Monks Eaton. It's my daughter's birthday. And I got onto the ice. Oh, don't worry, I wasn't wearing all these clothes. <laughs> Imagine that. And I got onto the ice. I held onto the side. I thought, I can't do this. I'm going to fall over. But then I realised, I remember, I've done this a few months ago. So I put one foot out and then the other. 
there's these people doing pirouettes and other things around and looking really amazing. And there was me going like this, like this, like this. I felt like I was at like a Zimmer frame in front of me. It was, it was like, and, like, and then I thought, I got it, I got it. And then I fell over and it did hurt. But then I realized that is the worst thing that's gonna happen. I'm gonna fall over. I'm gonna pick myself up again and keep on going. Friends, when we follow Jesus, Yes, the ego, yes, the reputation, yes, a secret life. We, we may not get it right all the time. We may fall over. But Jesus says, pick yourself up again and try it again. If you keep on trying, keep on walking, you'll understand the fullness, the excitement of life. I just wrote down a, a four, a, a, a five or six things that make me feel alive when I follow Jesus. One of them is there is an adventure. Secondly, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, this feeling that you're uh, standing up against what is wrong. When you're following Jesus like this, you're laughing through the pain. Laughter is the best medicine, isn't it? And you have a peace in the storm and hope in the battles. That's why it is exciting. It's not just costly for the sake of going through pain barriers just to be saintly. But Jesus wants us all to live life and life in all its forms. In Jesus' name, Amen. So let's end this time together with the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. And all God's people said, Amen.